Hello and welcome to my podcast, These Stranger Sessions. I'm your host here, and today I'm going to be doing something that I have not done before, and I'm quite excited about it because I've been getting a little bit bored. I don't know, not bored, but just not being able to figure out what to do on every podcast session. So today, as you can see by the title, it is about me basically just giving out encouragement to everyone who needs encouragement today. Not me, but just sharing what I remember during hard times or when I need encouragement or whatever. It's kind of random and I think it might be a little fast paced because I have a lot of stuff here. So I don't know. I honestly feel like you might want to grab a paper and a pen and write down whatever like touches your heart or like encourages you so that you can remember it for later for those hard times and those hard moments so yeah hope you guys um are encouraged by this session all right i don't have any kind of really specific order regarding all these verses and quotes and stuff that i have i just wrote it down and that's how i'm gonna say it i think because um it's really just random it's just tidbits of in information, ideas, verses, a lot of verses. Um, even some quotes, lyric quotes. So, um, yeah, that's, I, I just feel like you should have a paper and pen ready just in case something, one of these at least, make you feel like you can get through what you're going through or might be of aid to you when you are going through something. Um, which we all go through things, and I think Bible verses are incredibly universal. So, if not some kind of idea or quote, you probably will find yourself wanting to write down a Bible verse reference, at least. So, the first thing that I wrote down was a, a quote. I think this was from one of the Girl Defined Ministries uh, podcast episodes, um, but basically... It's just as if God is speaking to you and says, believe me, trust me, obey me, and then watch what I will do. And that's something that I often, especially when going through something that is stressing me out or causing me anxiety or or just really any time that I'm having a hard time getting through the date, whatever, you know, just whatever it is. I just write it down in my journal and just believe me, trust me, obey me, and watch what I will do because it's a choice to believe, it's a choice to trust, it's a choice to obey, and when we make those choices, then we can sit back and we can watch and see what God will do with that, and I think that's really cool. And then uh, something else that I think I've talked about before, well, uh, something in life, the thing that I love the most in life uh, I strive to love God above all things, but as a person, that's kind of a hard concept even to grasp when it feels like God is not revealing himself to you necessarily. So, I don't know, I still kind of try to, I kind of struggle with the whole entire thing of, like, loving God above all other things and even knowing him because it's hard to know someone you've never, it feels like you've never really met, but, but anyway... That's not what I'm talking about. Basically, you guys know that above everything besides God, I strive to love God above all else. The thing that drives me in uh, 
life in general is just my love and passion for people in general. Um, I tend to adopt people into my heart that are very close. Um, and a lot of times for me, those people don't respond to the love that I give. At least it doesn't feel that way. And a lot of times life just gets in the way of relationships and and people might not put as much effort into a relationship as you do. And so it just ends up feeling, I don't know, just not, especially when you love people and have a passion for people with such, like, I don't know, just as much as I do. A lot of people don't really respond as strongly to that because not everybody, I guess, loves people that way. Like, some people don't even like people, so... Anyway, so it's kind of hard when you pour out so much love onto people and they don't really respond to it. Um, and so something that I just keep in mind is that in heaven I will be with the people and there will be no drama to get in the way or no past hurt or offense that will tear us apart or keep a wall built between us. So I always remember that in heaven... I will be with the people that I absolutely love, but there will be nothing in between us and I can love them in a way that is stronger than anything on earth. And, and that just gets me so excited because I am so excited just to be united with all the people I love. Um, one of my favorite quotes that I, I made up was that I'm going to spend eternity with my best friends and that makes me so happy because in life, best friends come and go um but for me it's like I don't feel like I really ever lose the love I had for them even if people come and go like I still miss them I still feel like I wish I, I was reunited with them or I wish I could fix things you know because life tears people apart and stuff but so it's just like I'm gonna spend eternity with my best friends and we will love each other with an unconditional love that cannot be explained and in words on earth and I'm just so excited about that so that's something um another thing is that as a person who loves people with this really weird love that just kind of controls you I don't know I don't know how to explain it if you don't understand like the love for a person it's I don't know I just tend to love people with so much that when I lose them or when they leave out of my life or if anything happens like it just tears me apart because of it um so on top of that it's like think of someone that you love like the most in life or like someone you love with so much of yourself that you would just give your life up for them or even if it comes to mind that you would give your own soul for them that they could go to heaven and you would take their place because like if you have someone that is unsaved that you love like I have I can think of several people that I love so much <laughs> to the moon and back but they're not saved and so in that case it's not going to be that way that I can go to heaven and love them unconditionally um then wait unconditionally means well not unconditionally then because unconditionally 
doesn't really make sense in heaven, I don't think. But anyway. So, anyway. So think of someone you love, like, that you give your own soul up for. And then remember that Jesus loves you more than that. And that can just, like, warm your heart that, like, Jesus loves you more than that because he actually gave his life for you. He actually bore the wrath of God for you. So, and that's weird to think because sometimes I have this like feeling, a lot of times I have this like feeling in, inside of me like, I love this person so, 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 so much. And it almost brings me, I, I do not like to be emotional <laughs> because I think it's, sometimes wimpy as you guys I talked about it in last week's episode how you can't let your like feelings control you and everything uh and I do say that but at the same time I have a lot of feelings and so I feel like a lot of times the reason I talk about the that you can't live life based on your feelings is probably because I have so many feelings and emotions and I kind of hate that about myself but at the same time it's something that really makes me feel alive in a way it's strange but a lot of times I use that for my songwriting so it's good I think I hope so I, I yeah um but yeah sometimes I love somebody so much that it just almost drives me to tears like that to know what they're going through or to bear the thought of like, I can't bear the thought of losing them. And I've lost several people that I really care about. So, to, like, have this feeling inside of me. And then think that Jesus has that feeling about me. And you, especially, like, if you're not saved. Like, how much more stronger is that feeling? Not because you're more special than a saved person. But more that this... The not being able to bear the fact that he might not be able to spend eternity with you. Um, so yeah, that's something. I don't, I don't know why I just spent so long talking about that, but... Oh, I know why, because that's something that literally is my entire life. Okay, anyway. And then another thing I like to think about sometimes when I'm afraid of where my life is going and I'm just scared and I'm just like, I don't know what, what's going on or what I'm supposed to do about this, but... Then I think, like, I have decided not only to follow Jesus, but I have decided to submit my entire life to him, that he would do his will in it. And it's not my life, it's his. So if my life is his, won't he do what's best with it? Or will he, he will only allow what is best to happen to me and in, or to happen in my life, right? So, and then Romans, I'm going to have a lot of Romans in here. Romans 8:28 and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose. So you can know that even if something seems really bad right now in your life, no matter what it could be, it could be like the death of a loved one or or something, even like a mistake you made or um I don't know just Really, all I'm thinking of is a loss of someone because that's something that's so hard for me. But, um, just any bad thing that's happening in your life or something you think is bad, God is so cool because he can work that for good. He can make that good in the end. And someday you'll look back and you'll see that if you let him use that for good. And that is an amazing thing. 
um, I read recently, yesterday night. I've been reading the Left Behind series. I'm on the third book. And I read that um, Yahweh is the god of the impossible. So, yeah, what's... There's nothing impossible with God. There's nothing. So, if you think something can't be good, you might be in for a surprise. <laughs> Alright, Romans 8, 1, going backwards. Oops. There's, therefore, now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. There's no condemnation for you if you are in Jesus. All your sins are washed away. You are as white as snow. You are clean. You are pure. Your sins have been paid for. God has forgotten them. They're washed away. They do not exist anymore. He has separated them from as far as the east is from the west. I don't, I'm not sure about that verse. But anyway, they're gone. There's no condemnation. And that is hope. And that is joy right there in one little verse. Romans 8, 31 through 39. I wanted to read this entire section. I know I've read it to you before, but it does literally... I don't think I've ever gone back and read part of the Bible and regretted rereading it, right? So, another reminder for you guys. Romans 8, 31 through 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Which is one of my favorite verses. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So there's a lot in that little section and I definitely recommend that you would go and you read that for yourself and you highlight it in your own Bible because there's a lot in there he I don't know I just kind of want it to speak for itself because I feel like for a long time I've for some reason thought that you guys need help understanding the Bible even when it's the Bible actually or the word of God that actually has the power in it not my little special explanations so I'm just gonna let that speak for itself because the word of God is living and it is revealing when you seek. So if you guys want to know exactly all the hope and amazing things that is in that section, hopefully you got some of that when I just read it. But if you didn't, you should go read it for yourself. But honestly, you guys have probably heard and read this section before. So anyway. Alright. Um... Another thing, I am a hundred made. I'm made one hundred percent complete in Christ. That's just gonna stand on its own. I'm one hundred percent made complete in Christ. I am wonderfully and perfectly made. David says in the Psalms, and then Paul kind of adds to that. I'll make it 
I'll make it so he adds to it. In Romans 9.20, that says, But indeed, O man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed to him, formed say to him who formed it, Why have you made me like this? Does not the potter have power over the clay? For the same lump to make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor? Like, who are we as little tiny creatures to look up a God and be like, Why'd you make me like this? Like, seriously? No. <laughs> we have no place for that. We are perfectly and wonderfully made by a God, and we cannot deny that. And we cannot ask him, why did you make him make me like this, right? Like, for instance, when you, let's say, if you are an artist, like, when you paint something or draw something or make a song, like, any kind of art or whatever, when you do that, imagine your piece of art that you worked on for like seven hours and you're looking at it so fondly and you just want to show it off to everybody and be like look at this creation that i just have made it's beautiful it's perfect i spent hours upon hours just perfecting every little detail imagine that painting or whatever looking at you being like bro i'm so ugly like why did you make me like this I hate this. I hate me. I literally am disgusted by me and I wish I was someone else. Like, how hurtful is that? That's horrible. It's it's really horrible. All right. Now, on to a couple of lyrics from a song that I've talked about a lot of times called Remember This by NF. It has a lot of quotes that, I've, that affected me a lot uh, in the last couple of years, so I want to share that with you. Um, always be yourself, not the person that you pretend to be, which I can really relate to, (laughs) or at least it affected me well because I was really insecure about who I was, not to say that I'm not anymore, but I'm a lot better off, and I just feel like that's really just, like, truth. Be yourself, not, not a fake person that you're pretending to be. Just be yourself, and those that will love you will be worth being with, and those who do not accept you as you are not worth being with, right? So, anyway. Um, Perfect people don't exist, so don't pretend to be one. That one, again, I've told you guys that one a thousand times. Perfect people don't exist, so don't pretend to be. Because I have struggled a lot with trying to be perfect, and that's still something I struggle with, because when you set unhealthy standards for yourself and you fail, you start to feel like that painting who wants to look at God and be like, why did you make me like this? So, unhealthy standards are bad. They're unhealthy. So, remember that perfect people, they don't exist. So, don't pretend to be one. Okay. Who you are is up to you. Don't leave it up to them. And that's interesting because it's true. You can either decide to follow your flesh or you can decide to follow your uh, what God wants for you what god's will is for you um so really it is your choice who you become you can ask god to make you who he wants you to be um i'm not trying to say that you are in control of changing yourself you can't change yourself only god can change you um but what i'm trying to say is that you are in control you have the free will to decide whether you will follow god or you follow your own uh will And so that will definitely make a big mark in who you become. So who you are is up to you. Don't leave it up to them. Also, that is about, like, people trying to change you and trying to affect who you are. 
I think he's talking about that. But anyway, it's really up for translation. Um, it's not about what people think, it's how you feel inside. That was something that I kind of needed at points because I only cared about what people thought and not, and it made me feel terrible. Um, so that was just something I had in mind. Don't believe what you believe just because that's how you, they raised you. Think your own thoughts, don't let them do it for you. Okay, so this can be really mistranslated and I don't want it to be. This does not mean that you think your own thoughts and do not obey your parents, do what you want. That is not what it's saying, okay? So let me break it down a little bit for you. Don't, don't believe what you believe just because that's how they raised you. I had to learn this the hard way. Don't believe what your parents teach you just because that's how you were raised. Believe it because you have studied God's word for yourself. You have prayed about it. You have experienced it. You have decided it for yourself and you believe in it. Believe it because of that, not just because that's that's what people told you all your life, right? Um, because once you get into the real world and you have to make choices, you're going to feel things that are contradicting to what parents teach you most likely. Um, and you're either going to follow the, the feeling or you're going to follow the fact that you believe you believe in God's word. You believe in the guidance and wisdom that your parents have instilled in you. Like, that's what that first part, what I have translated it to mean, okay? So, um, no one can make you believe what you believe. You have to decide to believe it yourself. Um, and then think your own thoughts. Don't let them do it for you. Continuing, think your own thoughts, like, you're going to have to make your own choices as you grow up. You're going to have to be out in the world and things are going to, uh, like, approach you. Or you're going to run into, like, situations when you will have to make a choice. Um, and in that case, you will definitely need to believe in what is right. Because otherwise, you will choose wrong. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Don't let them do it for you. Not meaning, like, your parents or whoever has taught you in life but also don't let your peers and your like people around you think for you um and then proverbs 3 5 and 6 moving back on to bible verses trust in the lord with all your heart and lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths which we definitely need him to direct our paths and then i think three times in matthew that I counted or found or something somewhere. Jesus says, peace be to you. Peace be to you. And I just like to remember that. that he's just like, peace be to you. Because it's a greeting, but at the same time, it's just like pouring out his peace upon us. And I was like, yes, that is definitely needed. <laughs> and then another, rest in the Lord and wait patiently in him. And then, um, I do not know what reference that is. I'm sorry. I can look it up. Let me see. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for in him. Rest in the Lord and wait. Okay, let's see. That should be enough. Oh, Psalm 37, 7. There you go. You're welcome. Okay. Faith is not a feeling. That is something that I've had to remind myself many times. That a lot of times the things that we need to get through this life... They're not emotions, they're not feelings, they're not things that make you tingle inside, they're not warm and fuzzy, you know, they're not feelings. They're some, 
think they're believing their choice you make to believe because of that um this is another nice example that i've heard i don't know where it originally like came from but i heard it from a youth pastor recently i think i heard it somewhere else some other time but imagine a bridge that crosses this huge chasm let's say if you have faith in the right bridge you will you will cross safely so without faith you will be crossing a rickety old just think of all those special bridges that have been so nicely illustrated for us in movies and cartoons and such like uh Noah's no it wasn't Noah's Ark Noah's Umbrella Veggie Tales there was a really rickety bridge in that one I believe um and then there was <laughs> I know in Horton here's a who there was a really rickety bridge right <laughs> anyway we've seen it everywhere rickety bridges and big elephants trying to cross the chasm but basically without faith that's what your bridge is going to look like and you will fall into the chasm and you will die but faith is a bridge and no faith is not a bridge god is the bridge and he is the strongest most trusted most trustworthy bridge you could ever imagine like let's just kind of try to imagine like the biggest strongest bridge ever across this chasm that could never fall and even if you cross that bridge on your knees and hands like crawling in fear shaking in fear you might look a little bit ridiculous from heaven because why are you so freaked out about crossing this amazingly strong and huge bridge but that doesn't matter the point is that even if you're on your hands and knees shaking you will still cross that bridge safely you will cross it and you will not fall into the chasm because just because your little faith like might be shaky that that doesn't change the bridge this bridge is still strong and sure and steady no matter how you're feeling so faith is not a feeling it's the choice the uh, the belief that this bridge is strong and steady and I could never break it because I'm only like 135 pounds like you know you can't you can't break that but if you don't have faith in the right bridge you can cross that wooden rickety one with as much confidence as a human can have and you'll still fall right you, so you see the picture anyway all right, Romans eight eighteen. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Psalm 37, 8. Do not fret, it only causes harm. I love this one. Do not worry, it only causes harm. It doesn't help at all. But actually, I was going to... Oh, no, I wasn't... Okay, but yeah, I like that one. Don't worry, it only causes harm. Like, seriously, it's so clear, right? Anyway, Matthew 6, actually I won't read this to you because I'm going to read it to you in, yes I will read it to you, you don't know what I'm talking about, but that's okay, just trust me, I know what I'm doing sometimes, alright, <coughs> excuse me, choked on myself, okay, Matthew 6, 25 through 34, 
Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So, like, which of you can add an inch? Or, well, a cubit is more than that. A cubit is like a foot. Who can become taller by worrying? <laughs> That's an interesting question, Jesus. I like that. Okay, so why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon and all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. That's one of my favorites as well. Like, don't worry about t tomorrow, worry about... Well, don't worry at all, but just think about today. Don't think about tomorrow. Oftentimes we're in this society especially... We are so forced to think about our entire lives, especially once we're in our, like, senior year. Like, I'm in my senior year, and so, like, people, it's automatic for people to be, oh, what college do you want to go to? What career do you want to pursue? Like, what are your plans? Are you getting married? Are you going to have kids? Like, we're, we're still kids. Like, that's a lot of pressure, and then we just end up stressing about everything because we're seeing life as a whole entire life, and we cannot, we cannot handle that. So, as I said before... Take it a day at a time, a step at a time. Right now, I can do this. I can do this today. God can help me do today, and that's good enough. Like, we don't need to worry about tomorrow. He literally says that right there. So there you go. Um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, which, uh, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay, Isaiah 41, 9 through 13 is another one. 9 through 13. Wait, this doesn't seem right. 40, oh, 41. Not 49. Sorry, guys. I know I'm slow. You whom I have, call, I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest regions and said to you, You are my servant. I have chosen you and have not cast you away. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold, all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing. And those who strive with you shall perish. You seek you shall seek them and not find them, those who contended with you. Those who war against you shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. If God is for us, literally, who can be against us? Nobody. Micah 7.8 Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. 
When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my, the Lord will be a light to me. I like this verse. It's from the Pilgrim. Well, it's from the Bible, but in the Pilgrim's Progress, they used it. Um, I like it because it kind of relates to like when you make a mistake or you uh, sin against the Lord and you feel ashamed. That's a really vulnerable spot for the devil to get you, like to make you feel like you are no longer worthy, which we're not. But like, it's a good place to attack us basically and so having that verse as your sport your sword of the spirit is really i think um good i <laughs> think that was the best adjective i could think of like it's really good <laughs> i can't think of any other adjective it's sensational okay no i'm just kidding um i got that from my mom she has been liking to use that word recently so i thought that would be fitting anyway uh but yeah, you're just like, rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. Like, yes, I fell, but I am rising back up. I will not be in this vulnerable position. The Lord is my warrior. Anyway, okay, when I, okay, do not be unbelieving, but believing. That's in Matthew 20. It's a certain, anyway. And then there's this other verse that I like to say, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. That's also from the Bible, but sometimes we need to pray that because, we want to believe, but we're having such a hard time. So we're just like, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief because we can't do this by ourselves. Isaiah 51, 55, 3 and 4. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance and the recompense of God, he will come and save you. I, I memorized that verse by singing it. It's funny. I know it's funny, but it's really easy to memorize verses when you sing it. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong and do not fear. Behold your God who comes. Anyway, John sixteen thirty three. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. There's no four. I have overcome the world. I love that verse. He has literally overcome the world. What more can you overcome than the entire world? That's amazing. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer, okay? God is 100% trustworthy. Completely and totally trustworthy. The truth is victorious. I like that one. That's my quote. <laughs> I like saying that because it's true. Like, truth will always win. Uh, it will always have victory over the false or the lies that we believe in or we are, like, told in this world. So, truth is victorious. And the truth is that God is 100% trustworthy. And you can trust him with literally everything. Okay, Psalm 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Which means he will not withhold any good thing from you. If he takes... Oh my gosh, I just realized this. Um, that really... Wow, that was weird. If he takes something away from you, that means it's not good for you at this moment. Or it's just not good for you. He will not withhold a good thing from you. So if somebody left from your life, if something was taken away from your life, or if you have not received something, know this. The Lord will not withhold any good thing from those who walk uprightly. Proverbs 29, 25, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. 
Ecclesiastes 3, 12, and 13. I know nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. I like this verse because it reminds us that we are allowed to enjoy our lives in the blessings that the Lord has given to us. We are allowed to just rejoice in it and and um, to enjoy the labor the fruit of our labor and and to eat and drink and just be blessed and praise the lord for all of it right so i like that verse um wait on the lord be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart wait i say on the lord psalm twenty-seven, fourteen. i will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone O lord make me dwell in safety psalm 4 8 Oh, we gotta be honest. We gotta be real with each other right now. Sometimes during the night, like, I'll wake up and I'll just... All these things will be passing through my mind because it's real. It's real life. Like, people break into your house and they murder your family and or fires start and burn down a house. Like, these things happen. I know people who these things have happened to, you know? And so at night, sometimes because of our sleep-deprived minds <laughs> or whatever, like... Sometimes it's difficult to sleep at night, especially after you have nightmares. Like, for me, if I wake up after a nightmare, I usually cannot get it out of my head. And sometimes it's fine because I'm like, whatever, I'll just continue sleeping. But sometimes nightmares really, like, I don't know, they hit kind of deep. I don't know. <laughs> they, like, hit a point where it's like, oh my gosh, that's, this could actually happen in life. And... Like, you feel all those things. I've told you this before, but one time I died in my dream. I literally died, and I was ready to go to heaven, and I experienced death. And after I died, I woke up, and I was still alive in real life. And I was disappointed because I had actually went through death, and I was ready to go. Like, the things that we experience in our dreams, we actually feel them. We actually go through them. And I feel like that's under, like, appreciated or understood the fact that we actually felt all those things and they were real to us, I don't know. I don't know why I just talked about that. That just interests me. And I, so, I don't know. Sometimes it's, like, easier to just be, like, I'll both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord, makes me dwell in safety. So, Psalm 4, 8. Okay? Okay. The Lord's will is the only place of safety for you. The Lord's will is the only place of safety. I am... Okay, so, when you discover... I know I've been saying okay a lot, I'm sorry. When you discover a place that you're weak, not in like your body, maybe, yes, your body, but also in your just your spiritual self or your mind or something. I know we all have weaknesses, we all have temptations, we all have sin. So when you discover a new place like that you are weak in, that's a place that the Lord can work in it. That can, you, you can, the Lord can be glorified in that. So it's just like, I'm weak here. Please work in it. Like, that's just something to remember. When you find a place that you fall and you, or you're tempted in or something, remember that, first of all, you're not the only one. Second of all, like, don't let the devil attack you and, like, make you feel less valuable because of that. Remember, do not rejoice against me, all mine enemy, for when I fall, I shall rise. Remember that verse, and then remember that, here we go, Second Corinthians twelve nine, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. 
the Lord can be glorified in our weakness. So use our weakness or try to use your weakness in this way. Just like, Lord, I'm weak here. Can you please be glorified in this? Can you please help me in this? Can your strength be made perfect in my weakness? Can you use this for your good? Because he can. So ask him to. All right. Jesus has already solved all our problems. Remember, he has overcome the world. All right. You don't have to be the best in life or in anything that you do. This is just kind of things that I remind myself of, okay? You don't have to be the best. Just do your best and that honors the Lord. Like, I know for a hundred billion percent, I am not the best podcaster ever at all. Not at all. <laughs> I've got like 50 listeners who like to come here and, and I don't know, maybe you just make fun of me. That's fantastic. If you laugh because of me, good. Mary heart and Mary spirit is good, okay? It's, it's medicine to the body. I can't remember the verse. Anyway, so what I'm saying is I'm doing my best here. I'm literally doing my best. I cannot do any better than this. And I am glorifying the Lord in it. Whether I'm encouraging anybody else, I think I'm encouraging my own self because I have to do these deep Bible studies and remind myself of all this stuff. So... I'm doing the best that I can do. I don't have to be the best ever, okay? Same for you. If you're doing in school, you don't have to be the best. You just do your best or at work. You don't have to be the best person there. Just do your best and you can honor God in that and whatever. Just apply that to anything that you do and you're trying to do for the Lord, right? Okay. And the last thing I have for you guys, I already said this, spoiler alert. No, I... I'm dumb, okay? I'm dumb. I'm sorry, I'm not dumb. I'm perfectly and wonderfully made. Okay. <laughs> you can't change you. Don't try. Ask the Lord to change you. Ask him daily to give you the fruit of the spirit. To give him, give you his heart. That you would love people the way that he loves people. So that you can be a shiny light in this world that I think is going down. So that we can have another revival right before the rapture and then there will be another revival during the tribulation and i'm not sure what else and then there's gonna be second coming and then god will set up his kingdom on the earth and will reign for a thousand years i think there will be a revival then as well i hope so anyway and then we're gonna go to heaven and we're gonna live in heaven so be a shiny light for the lord watch stand fast in faith be brave be strong let all you do be done with love, you guys. I shall see you next week. Not not making any promises, but that's the plan, all right? All right, see you guys.